Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you bring us here to celebrate this day. A feast day, a royal feast day, in which we celebrate the fact that you do not leave us alone, but you provide us with angels to watch over us, to do battle against our foe, our oppressor, the Satan, the devil. We ask you, Lord, to give us strength and to strengthen those angels who serve in your armies and who watch over us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The world of angels has always been fascinating to so many people. People are always interested in the concept of angelic beings looking over us, watching over us, protecting us, and yes, even as the scriptures attest, doing battle against the demons and against Satan and his armies. We either spend too much time thinking about the angels and the demons or spend too little time taking them seriously. There was the famous show during the 1990s, and I think ended in the early 2000s, Touched by an Angel. It was a CBS program that really explored the concept of angels intervening and helping with people. Now, it wasn't grounded upon the Holy Scriptures completely, but it gave that concept, and it really you know, tickled the ears of people who were interested and wanted to see someone's interpretation of what that looks like. But the Scriptures even tell us, and St. Paul tells us, that some of us have even entertained angels completely unaware, which is fascinating and absolutely breathtaking if you really think about it for a moment. The fact that people that we encounter, we meet, are not people at all but are actually perhaps even angelic beings to whom we have helped and we have assisted in whatever mission the Lord has sent here upon the earth. But we're also told by the same St. Paul that when it comes to the angelic beings, that if any one, whether a person or an angel, appears and tries to tell you a different gospel than the one that's received in Holy Scriptures, then that is no angel at all, but is a demon trying to deceive you and tell you a lie. We just finished up a sermon series on St. James that was entitled Wisdom in an Age of Deception. And it's very easy to be deceived. But both the Old Testament lesson and the Gospel lesson for today's feast day for Holy Michael and all angels focuses us upon the truth and upon the centrality of the Gospel. For in Genesis, we hear about one of the forefathers of faith. We hear about Jacob. How when Jacob goes to a place... And he stays there for the night. He goes to sleep. And in his sleep, he dreams that there's a ladder going from heaven there down into earth. And angels of God were ascending it, climbing above it to the top, and descending it, going from heaven down to earth. The Lord stood above it all, and the Lord spoke to him, saying, I am the Lord, and revealed himself to Jacob, that I am the God of Abraham, your father, to whom the promises were made, the father of also God, excuse me, the father also of Isaac. And I am the God of Isaac, the Lord God tells Jacob to identify himself. And he reminds Jacob that covenant promise that the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread so far abroad. You'll be to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And in you and in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. The Lord promises, Behold, I'm with you, and will keep you wherever you may go. And I will bring you back to this land. 
a promise that was fulfilled when the people of God were kicked out from the land and exiled after their rebellion, but then brought back to that same land. The Lord continues in the promise to Jacob, For I will not leave you until I have done what I promised you. And so this promise the Lord God makes is important because he makes the promise that it's in Jacob and in his offspring, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The same promise is given to Father Abraham. And we know from the Holy Scriptures, we know from the New Testament, that that offspring is actually a single person. A single person to whom is being testified about in Genesis and to whom we see is fulfilled in the gospel lesson, the gospel of St. John. And in St. John's gospel, what we hear today is the fulfillment of that promise of that ladder from heaven to earth and of that promised offspring to bless everyone, all the nations of the earth. And that offspring, of course, is Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. In the gospel lesson, we see an encounter in which Jesus sees Nathanael. Now, Nathanael has already been told that the Christ is Jesus. But Nathanael is skeptical. Has anything good ever come out of Nazareth? Jesus sees Nathanael later on, and he says to him as he's walking towards him, Behold, here's an Israelite indeed in whom there's no deceit. There's no fooling this Israelite, this Nathanael. Nathanael responds, How do you know me? How do you know who I am? And Jesus says, Because before Philip called you, before Philip told you about me, when you were sitting under that fig tree, I saw you. And Nathanael confesses, Rabbi, teacher, You are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Jesus responds, Because I'm telling you that I saw you under the fig tree, that's why you believe? You are going to see far greater things than these. And before you can ask the question of what will he see, he answers. It says, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So we see the fulfillment of Genesis Right here in John, when Christ identifies himself as the ladder from heaven unto earth. He is the one who holds the two together. The one who is bringing the two in reconciliation. The one who is making all things new and uniting it in himself. Because God the Son has become man. The Psalms attest to it. The fact The Son of God, the Son of Man, has become a little lower than the angels by becoming man himself. And while we're fascinated by the angels, the angels are fascinated by us, creatures like them, but who are created in the image and likeness of God. We hear in Revelation that after Michael and his angelic army cast out Satan, and his rebellious angels, the demons, we hear this. We hear a voice booming in heaven saying, Salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers. And of course, the accuser is Satan, is the devil. The accuser of our brothers, the angels seeing us as brethren, has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him. 
this angel talking about us, that we have conquered Satan. How? Not by ourselves, but by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives, even unto death. So therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, telling his fellow angels to rejoice together. But woe to you, earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. Indeed, we live in these troubled times in which we see the outworking of Satan working through this world, working his rebellion through fellow creatures, through fellow men and women. And that's why we should go forth, anchor ourselves firmly to Christ alone. Anchor ourselves upon the fact that we conquer through Christ, who did not become an angel. It does not make us into angels after we have died and after we are resurrected in the coming resurrection. But instead, Christ becomes man so that man might become like God. And we conquer not through ourselves, but through the power of the blood of the Lamb. Through the word of the testimony of our lives, which should be a testimony that is through Christ alone that we have received our salvation. It's through Christ alone and his blood a great cost that our redemption has been given. And that is what marvels the angels. That is what amazes them. And why the psalmist tells us today in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Indeed, we should bless the Lord because the righteousness of God has come down and has become man. The righteousness of God has shown us that truly, as the psalmist told us in verse 12, that God has such a great steadfast love towards those who fear him that it is a love that is as far as the east is from the west and it does so much to remove our transgressions from us. Just as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord God shows compassion to those who fear him. And our God has not forgotten us, because verse 14 tells us in the psalm, he knows our frame and he remembers that we are but dust, and to dust we shall return. But he shall not leave us in the dust. But he shall call us to righteousness. He will establish us once again. Just as he resurrected his son, Jesus Christ, so shall he too resurrect us who in faith cling to Christ alone. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. We hope that you'd visit us in person. We have Sunday worship uh, every Sunday at 1030 in the morning. And you can visit us on our website at www.goodshepherdacna.com or visit us on Facebook at Good Shepherd ACNA. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. It not only makes us feel better, but more importantly, it helps those who are searching for Anglican podcasts find podcasts like this one and other ones that are out there on the web. Thank you, God bless, and have a good one. The Lord be with you.